Who do you have for replacing the infamous David Kiefer Sutherland? This was hard because this is an iconic role. I went Christian Slater. JD and Heathers. That's a solid pick. What's that movie? Very bad things. Like I he, he's, I mean, I know it's not in the eighties, but he's, he's got devil in his eyes and also leads an innocent to the brink of the dark side. Oh, and Heathers yeah, very similar because yeah, right. he's funny. You're not, you're not supposed to like him, but you like him. Welcome to buzz in the tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember... Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Recasting the Lost Boys. Welcome to Santa Clara, murder capital of the world. With October in full swing, the time has come to put our full focus on the definitive vampire movie of the 1980s. In a truly sacrilegious act, we will take what some would call the best vampire movie ever, sorry once bitten, and recast it with actors and actresses from the 1980s. Holy water, garlic, and a stake through the heart can't stop us from tampering with perfection. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Allen Frog to my Edgar Frog, Max Sanders. And with that, let's recast The Lost Boys. Are you making fun of Once Bitten? Thou shalt not fall. Don't avoid the question, all right? Thou shalt not die. Come on. I'm, I'm singing from the music of the best vampire movie ever. Fright Night. No, that's oh, a good movie, though. Yeah. The Lost Boys, Blade. Max. The la I can't believe it's so funny that we haven't even done The Lost Boys yet because we've had a couple of our fans riding us. Voluptuous Cannibal. She has basically said, I will not be your fan anymore <laughs> unless you do this movie. This is this movie is is just fantastic. We didn't we haven't mentioned it at all. Right. Like ever. I, we don't talk a lot of a lot about it. I tell you that. But yeah. it's uh, it's October. So Halloween fast. Yeah. Spooky season for you and I. So we're going to. And this corny and campy. And no, 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 what? no, 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 no. It's not corny or campy. This I is mean, a serious movie about vampires. There's glitter in the blood. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> we'll get to the glitter in the blood. Max, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm tired. Tired, yeah, you know. <laughs> bar bartending at that bar that we can't use its name, but it's nope. in Ann Arbor, and it's we'll called Schmorschmeepers. Whoa, look at this! We're getting closer. The place that keeps score. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Uh, we're doing a recast of Lost Boys. Every recasting episode, I take a moment to show you appreciation for strong arming me into doing this because I was terrified about recasting. It's so weird. This is your like soft spot. No, this but now I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it now because I, still, I like doing it. You're a little nervous because we get, messages, eyes, we get messages. We get messages. People lose their minds over one our person, picks. Maybe once. <laughs> maybe once. Maybe once. Uh, what do I got? TikTok. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Go on TikTok. Check out the Buzz in the Tower flybys so you two can win a $50 gift card to 80stees.com, our sponsor, 
the one, the only. Get a Beetlejuice one. I yeah. want the Beetlejuice. Oh, What's the one with the you Dante's just said it Inferno? Twice. Don't say it again. Beetlejuice. Oh my god. Is he here? Is that technically qualify as like an October movie that we could do? Or yeah. That, all right. Just something to think about. Oh, because wow. we got we got a couple more weeks in October. What do we do with it? I don't know. We'll have to think about that. I'm not recasting that. You could be Victor Maitland. <laughs> Um, so Wait, we, that's Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? I don't know why I'm thinking. Not Victor Maitland. Uh, who are the, what's the family's name? Dietz's. That's what I meant. Not, not Victor Maitland. I don't okay, know why. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. be Victor Maitland. It's really strange. My head is not in Beetlejuice. It's in The Lost let's Boys. Let's do it. Max, let's talk about The Lost Boys. 1987. Great movie year. For the uncultured out there who haven't seen The Lost Boys, let's start with talking about what this movie is about. Michael Emerson and his young brother, Sam, travel with their recently divorced mother, Lucy, who we love. Diane Weiss. We love Ultimate her. mom. Ultimate mom. She was the hardest to recast. There's not that many great moms in no, the 80s. Mine's straight out of... Napalm? St- I've said straight fire too many times. We'll use different terms. It's really, really good. <laughs> so they moved to a small beach town of Santa Clara. Not a real place. No, not a real place. <laughs> It's, uh, what's it called? It's based on Santa Cruz. Thank you, Santa Cruz. We can go more details later. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go through the story. I'll okay. Through the story. To live with her eccentric father, referred simply as grandpa. Love him. Michael and Sam begin hanging out on the boardwalk, which is plastered with flyers of missing people, while Lucy gets a job at a video store run by a bachelor, Max Lawrence. I've said this once, I'll say it a hundred times, don't trust people named Max. What? I've said it. I'm you saying don't say it. that. I'm saying it now. What about Mad Max? You trust him. No, I don't. No, do, don't? Nor do I trust Max Lawrence. Michael becomes fascinated by Star which is the best name for anyone ever. A beautiful young woman he spots on the boardwalk, though she seems to be interested and in a relationship with the mysterious David. David. Yeah. Oh my God, that hair. Yeah, that, he's handsome. Uh, please just try to control yourself. Um, he is also the leader of a biker gang, not the same type of biker gang from the Karate Kid, just so uh, we're clear. So you're acknowledging they were a biker gang. This though. is a biker game because they're not driving BMX But you bikes. called them in comparison. Whatever. I was making a gang. point they're not the I same. win! In the local comic book store, Sam meets brothers Edgar and Alan Frog. If you are familiar with Edgar and Alan, it's a play on Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. A pair of self-proclaimed vampire hunters who give him horror comic books to teach him about the threat that they claim has infiltrated the town. Vampires everywhere. Pretty much. Long story short. And it's the murder capital of the world. It is the murder capital of the world. Just like all teenage boys, Michael puts himself in perilous danger by following this girl who he makes eye contact with, and he has turned into a vampire. For Jamie Gertz, I'd do it too. Yeah, I'd think about it. <laughs> he becomes a vampire. His younger brother, Sam, uh, played by Corey Haim. So good. Not Ham. Yeah. <laughs> you I have a tendency to call him Ham. I've gotten better. All right. Yeah. Helps him with the Frog Brothers, basically hunt down, kill the vampires, save the day, et cetera, et cetera. David, the head vampire, Kiefer Sutherland. And let's jump into all the wonderful things about this movie. There's a lot. And we have to be careful because we still have to recast this movie. Yeah. So, like, I I have to tell you. I like when you get fact-oriented. I am getting. So, James Germias. I could be butchering his name. Sounds right. right. So, you made a face like you don't know this. I'm going to be ecstatic if you don't know this. No, I don't know this. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So, he was a grip. Uh, He worked on the studio a lot. And he had this idea for the Lost Boys. So he had read Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire, which I love. Have you seen the movie Interview with a Vampire? It's not a great movie. I love it. It's really bad. I don't know why. I love it. I'm telling you right now, I love it, which is probably why I love this movie. So he had read it. And in that, he was reading about the one character, which was the 200-year-old vampire trapped in the body of the 12-year-old girl. Yep. And Kirsten he, Dunst. Yes. And he also, James, also loved Peter Pan. So in his mind, he's like, wow, I wonder if the reason Peter Pan came out at night and never grew up and could fly was because he was a vampire. That's the foundation of the script that he wrote for the Lost Boys. Oh my God. Yeah. Now let's take a step forward because it gets even wilder. The Peter Pan thing I didn't think about. Yeah, it gets yeah. wilder. Yeah. I know. And now you're sitting here looking at me like, oh my God, is Peter Pan a vampire? Yeah. Well, the Lost Boys. Yeah, no, I know. I didn't realize the name. <laughs> okay. yeah, How yeah. could you not put that I together? Don't know. I don't Jesus, know. tap dancing Christ, Max. All right. Warner Brothers buys the script and paid like half a million dollars or something, which is a lot for a first time writer yeah. who was a grip. And they hired Donner. Richard Donner, our guy, yeah, off of the heels of Goonie. So Donner was going through rewrite hell. He wanted to change it. He thought it was a little too PG kid-like, but then he wanted to turn it into something that was basically Goonies meet vampires. So he works on the script. He grabs uh, Jeffrey Bohm to write, and Jeffrey Bohm, if you don't know who that is, had just written Cronenberg's Dead Zone. Oh my so God. that feel that yeah, you yeah. get, this the reason I bring this up is that the Lost Boys has this wild combination of a little bit of the Goonies, a little bit of Campy, a little bit of Cronenberg. It's like a lot of things sprinkled into yes, it. Yes, yeah. you can feel like yeah. this like really cool combination. Voltron, if you will. Yeah. I know you love when I say Voltron. <laughs> so Which is hard to do. Donner gets offered Lethal Weapon. 
So he says, I got to take Lethal Weapon. That's 87, right? Yep. yep. He stays on, by the way, in Lethal Weapon. I know the movies, it says Lost Boys. Lost in the Boys movie, in the movie kiosk. Theater, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he takes it and he says, all right, I'm going to stay on to executive produce, but I need to bring someone in as a director. Joey Shue. Right. So his wife, uh, Lauren, had just done St. Elmo's Fire. This is again important because if you watch St. Elmo's Fire, you're like, this movie feels like a vampire version of St. Elmo's Fire. When Demi Moore's in the room with all the windows blowing, yes, it's like, yes. it's a vampire. And, oh God, you're so eye to eye with me on this. This is hilarious. So the original draft was Goonies meet vampire and Schumacher came in and changed everything. He's he, like, let's sex it up. Yeah, he wanted sexy. He's yeah. like, vampires are sexy. Let's he goes, make vampires it. are hot. They're the only erotic monsters. Frankenstein is not hot. Frankenstein's not hot. I love that quote. <laughs> yeah, I had that too. Great. I had that too. In the filming of this, the studio gets cold feet and they yank $2 million out of the budget, which is also why- So it was originally 10.5, now it's 8.5? Yeah, so whatever the wow. finishing budget was, yeah, it was 8.5, so it was originally 10. They pulled $2 million out of it. I didn't know that. He gets creative, so some of the scenes, if you recognize them, um, it's like the cloud floating scene, yeah. borrowed footage from Top Gun. No way! Yeah, because that, they had to get creative with the special effects because of this. So the flying, I love that it's just high angle cameras, you know, flying, like the bird's eye perspective from the vampires, you don't really ever see them flying. Well, I love when the studio asked Schumacher, what kind of movie is this? And they asked if it was a horror or a comedy. You know what his response was? Yes. <laughs> he yeah, just said yeah. yes. So they shoot this in Santa Cruz. We've said this before. Everybody thinks that the Corys were in a ton of movies with each other. This is the first one. This is the first one and they weren't in a ton with each other. It was just this in the 80s. It was this license to drive and dream a little dream. Which it's I, seven total. I you think. know I love dream a little dream. I know you do. It's so bananas. I know. I like it's it really a lot. really bad. So every year, fun fact, every year in Santa Cruz on the boardwalk, this movie is screened, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. In the movie itself, Sam, played by Corey Haim, in his room there is this incredibly ridiculous poster of Rob Lowe. Did yeah, you see that in the movie? From He's got like a crop top. Yeah, yeah. So this is all because of St. Elmo's fire. Um, in Max's video store, there's a single copy of the Goonies. Goonies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max, yeah, I'm yeah. so good that you have these yeah. things. You know, Santa Cruz was pissed though about the murder capital of the world. Because it used to be the murder capital of the world in the 70s. There were two serial killers, right? Three serial killers. Three, all right. 1970 all right. to 1973, 28 murders over 30 months. John Lindley Frazier, Herbert Mullen, and Ed Kemper from Manhunter. Remember the big guy? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I knew I, I saw something about that. And then so Kiefer Sutherland originally was reluctant to start in the film until he heard. <laughs> I knew you'd love this. We're talking soundtrack. We're talking soundtrack until he found out sh that Schumacher had lined up in excess and Jimmy Barnes to sing and be on the tracks, which, the, by the way, like I can't say straight fire. Uh, it's auditorily tantalizing. <laughs> wow. This is a great soundtrack. Yeah. Like you, if you want to just that's what I was singing at the beginning. Thou shall not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the first soundtracks that actually like really became popular with the movie. Right. Like big time. Oh, big time. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about one of the reasons so, why. I think it's so 80s. It's ridiculously 80s, this movie. Well, Kiefer Sutherland had spent the summer in Australia. That's where he became, as a child, a huge fan. So this that like locked him in. He was He's got a little Aussie and a little Russell oh, Crowe fight the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Tug South up. Park. <laughs> South Park is so good. Uh, small things. Uh, Sam's dog, Nanook, uh, is in Alaskan marmalade. Marmalade? <laughs> marmalade? Good old delicious Jeez. marmalade. Throw that dog Just in a piece of toast. spread him on a piece of toast. <laughs> Paddington Bear, that that son of a gun. That's, that's amazing. Marmalade. Yeah, the peak of the head rep represents uh, Dracula's haircut yep, style. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so there is a straight-to-video sequel to The Lost Boys, and you know who was in that? The Frog Brothers. No, 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 no. Angus Sutherland plays Shane in The Lost Boys. Who is Angus? Kiefer's brother and Donald's other son. Why would you name your kid Angus? I don't know. Angus is kind of a cool name. I like Kiefer's Angus. cool. Yeah. Max's dog. You know, you're Max. Yeah. Uh, a white German shepherd. Very cool. Looking. Very cool looking dog. It has been, th this is fantastic. Highly theorized that grandpa was actually a half vampire uh, and that the root beer that he was drinking throughout the movie was actually animal blood due to his hobby as a taxidermist. That makes sense. Makes total sense. Because that last line is kind of unnerving. His, the last line he has in this movie is the best line. So we jumped around a little bit. We didn't talk. So when, when Lucy and her two sons moved to Santa Clara, they move in with grandpa who fakes he's that he's dead yeah to start out the whole it, it's wacky the movie's wacky but the thing about this movie that i love is that it feels very much like a little bit of lethal weapon so these overhead shots at the beginning of the movie yeah. totally remind me of like the overhead chase scenes in lethal weapon and i know donner was just an executive director but it's that same helicopter angle shot yeah, yeah you have that mixed with a little bit of john hughes it has that like you know saint elmo's fire 16 candles breakfast club a little bit teen <laughs> angst poutiness vampire and yeah. then the whole movie is like it's not that violent or gory and then boom yeah violence and gore oh my god they're so gushy 
It, that is a really good way of saying it. Yeah. I mean, there's just blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intense. The bathroom scene. It's, yeah. It's, it's very blood. intense. It really hits you hard because you're not expecting it. It's interesting because if you think about it and lots of people have said this, so it's not like I'm breaking ground, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, big time. The, uh, what are those awful movies with werewolves and uh, 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 Twilight? Twilight. I've never seen any of them, but those, Blade. yeah, yeah. Th- those types of movies. Cause remember prior to this, there's almost this like romanticizing of vampires. It's all, you know, Dracula and the, in the castle. This is like teen. Teen yeah, angst yeah. vampire yeah, movie, so it's great. Even that's Friday the last doesn't voice. have a teen vampire, really. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, Max, what do you have that I haven't said yet? Because I know you've got all types of stuff. What do you got for me? Well, made thirty two point two million dollars. A which lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a horror film. Yeah, and also I love that it's a summer release. It was July thirty first. Yep. You know, I like a nice summer. I want to be scared. What else do you like? How long is this movie? <laughs> oh, it's an hour thirty seven. That's your sweet spot, it's man. So tight. <laughs> Whenever I see it, an hour thirty, I just get excited. And we didn't really talk about Joel Schumacher, like R I P. His style. He may not pick the best material, but watching his movies is always fun. Oh yeah! So Batman Forever, yeah, one of my, one of my favorite. Which I, it's it's wild. Like he was a huge Batman fan, so like that was his dream to get those movies. Yeah, and Batman and Robin. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. George <laughs> Clooney. I love listening to George Clooney talk about Batman and Robin. And his it's nipples, yeah, rubber yeah, nipples. Yeah, it's weird. not great. Super weird. And phone booth. Have you ever seen phone booth? I've not seen. I've it, heard it's good. I it's Colin it. Farrell in a phone booth for ninety minutes while Kiefer Sutherland threatens him on the phone as a terrorist. Yeah, it's terrifying. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, one of their small note on this and I mean you may have other stuff too but um Kelly Joe Minter you don't know who that is do you so she has a very small role in this movie she's working behind the register in Max's shop you mm. may have seen her face and she might have looked familiar she had a larger role and when the movie came out she was like shown as one of like the main character not main characters but she got you know prime spot whatever the hell it's called when yeah she's the girl from summer school who who gets driving lessons and yeah. from Nightmare on Elm Street no way yeah so she's in this like for a hot minute and like a couple of the of the gang flirt with her when they're like in yeah, the yeah. video store but that's, that's it that's cool I thought that was interesting so last two things I you love really really think it's cool when you do this to me it hurts me in my heart when you look at me and you're like i'm gonna tell mo it's cool so i can hop onto my actual cool point so go ahead max stomp on my emotions you were nine for ten okay you had one God, bad one i thought it was cool 2000 local extras were used for this movie right and people lost their minds to be a part of this and it feels right it feels like very 80s very leather it feels like venice beach so Sh- schumacher would not speak to and to this day will not or he's passed away so yeah. up to the still, point yeah no, still, still yeah from from the ouija board <laughs> He will not speak to the partying and things that went on, but it was out of control. I can't imagine. It was out of control. Everyone looked like they had a good yeah, time. Yeah, it, it was, I think, uh, was it Feldman that said this is one of his favorite movies to be on? This was his favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. I mean, 13 years old, hanging out with Kiefer Sutherland. I'm guessing yeah. he had fun. Yeah, well, and then one of the guys became his agent. Uh, one of the vampires. One of the vampires, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. You just relax. And Don't my, you worry. This is my favorite fact. Vampires Everywhere, the comic that Sam reads, was created for this film yep. and only has one copy. It's owned by the comic book store owner. Who still owns that store? Yeah, right? Joe Ferreira the second, and he's in the movie. He's playing pinball in the comic shop, and he is—he's the one with the facial hair. Yeah, and his comic shop, Atlantis Fantasy World. You can go in and still take a picture with the comic in your hands for free. Wow, isn't that cool? I can't believe someone hasn't stole it. That's kind of like a huge or like ripped piece. it. Or, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't let anybody touch it. All right, I think we're ready to jump into recasting. So for those who are new to our recasting episodes, hi, hi, welcome to the show. <laughs> so what we do is we take not every single role, although in this one we took pretty much most of the roles. There's not like any... Yeah, I think the next role was like something number two. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> not even full name. So we take we take about 12 or 13 characters from the movie and we select other 80s actors and actresses. There's a couple of unique aspects of this. We can't recast them based on in 2005, they made a great grandfather. They had to have been no. a grandfather when they were in 1980. We're going 80s and we are picking one specific role. That yeah, really and we, we identify us. the role and, and we don't, I won't split hairs between 80 and 89. We'll treat the whole decade as if it's in a yeah. time capsule, but we're time machining this yep. basically. So that's the first thing. The second thing is there are some episodes where Rick you and, and I share <laughs> Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. <laughs> there are some episodes where you and I share ahead of time our list. We don't do that for these. We create backups. Yep. I have backups for everyone mine except for three if you have brian dennehy again i'm gonna call you out don't do that because you you always accidentally name someone and then you pick who i have so we'll go through our recasting i might make you go first on all of them i might not it depends i know you mean i can be kind of a jerk you're the uh, ringmaster i'm I'm the boss uh, as long as you know that so i will kick things off with you starting and we also will talk about the characters from the significance of their role so we usually go least significant to most 
you could split hairs on some of this. This is just your and my opinion, just like everything else we do is our opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That was not a statement that really brought anything to anything. Thanks, Max. Thank you, as <laughs> always, for bringing your A game to the table. I appreciate it. So I don't know. What am I supposed to do with that? The very first person that we're going to recast. It's the most important person in the movie. And it's, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of, of I'm, I'm flipping what I said. Shout out Graham Elliott. Yeah. Graham Elliott, who uh, fantastic uh, celebrity chef, wonderful guy, friend of the show, great on glasses. the show. Yeah. Great glasses. Is the world's biggest Tim Capella fan. <laughs> the ever. sex man. So in this movie, there is a scene when it's really the scene that kicks off the it's movie. Like 15 seconds. The kids go out at night. It's their first night in Santa Clara. They go to a show on the boardwalk. It's like a bonfire. And too. there is a saxophone player who is jacked like a WWF wrestler. Wearing purple leather pants. Greased up to the he nines. Head to toe oiled up. And he is playing a saxophone. And everybody thinks this is cool. And they're jamming and going nuts. Yeah. Now, normally, I wouldn't say that we would recast this. But in honor of Graham, I think, Max, you really He's pulled hard for this. He might be People most, love him. Yeah. The they, most iconic yeah, part of the movie. They love him. They love him. My recast for this yeah. is ridiculous. So we're going to start with you. Mine's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So you go ahead. Who talk, are you recasting? Should we talk about Tim Capella and a little You bit? should talk about Tim Capella because okay. I know you're a huge fan. You've got his uh, laser disc, right? <laughs> laser disc. He had addiction problems, apparently. And when he quit, he began bodybuilding in 1980. And he's worked with Peter Gabriel, Carly Simon. He was on Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Miami Vice. Like, this guy's no joke. He's legit. Yeah. I wonder what kind of interview he's like. Like, I think like high energy. I think yeah, like Tony I, Robbins. He seems high energy. I think I nailed this. Uh <laughs> You're so, so excited. You, you need someone cool of the time. And actually, you said it doesn't matter what time we normally do it at. I nailed the time period. Too, okay, actually. all right. So what album in 1987 is the biggest album of all time? Oh, I have no idea. Appetite for Destruction. Slash? Slash. <laughs> Slash. That's so good. on stage. That's so shredded. good. I know. Oh, that's really good. Fashion, swagger. He, he kind of looks like a vampire. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really He's wearing the sunglasses good. at night. Oh my God, Slash is, yours is better than mine. Woo! Mine's ridiculous. Yeah. Yours is actually like a well Kenny thought G, out one. No, I thought about Kenny G because I couldn't think of anyone else. All right, so I'm going to give you mine. You know what? Do, do your backup. There's no way that I have your backup. Clarence Clemens, the big, the big man. The E Street Band. He's the saxophonist. You know what? Yeah. Not a fan of the E Street Band. <gasps> not a Bruce Springsteen. Not, so Spr- not a Bruce Springsteen guy. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? Ashbury Park? None I, of that? None of that. Dancing in the Dark, Courtney Cox? That, that I know because of Courtney Cox. You don't like the dancing? The little. Yeah, yeah. You and your finger Carlton? flicking. Yes, I know the Carlton Finger licking? Mm. Finger flicking. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> please don't do your Hannibal Lecter sounds. All right, you ready for mine? Yeah. David Graff. Who is? You don't know who that is? <laughs> You probably know his name better as Tackleberry from Police Academy 1. Oh, my God. Do you remember in Police Academy 1 when they're on the beach and they're having the big party with the bonfire and they're all the recruits are there yeah. and he takes out his saxophone and oh starts God. playing. Yeah. So that's why I What made it. that go into your brain? Because I couldn't think like you You actually, did, what you did was smart. You picked like a musician. Yeah. I just was thinking like saxophone. <laughs> I was trying to find someone who could play saxophone. <laughs> Morris Day in the time, I thought, too. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so, yeah I, went, I went with... I went with Tackleberry. Mine was a little bit out there. That's not the one I thought would be uh, the best one I had. So there Do you have a backup or no? No. That is, that is one of the ones I don't have a backup for, for sure. All right. One down. Let's go to Laddie. So Laddie is the little boy. In the movie, how old has he got to be? Nine. Six? Oh, you think even nine? No, eight. Six to eight. So there's not much to his character other than you Great see him. Hair. You see him on the back of a milk carton, yeah. and he's one of these you know kids that have disappeared and been turned into a vampire. Although he's a pretty scary vampire. He does. And he's, him wearing, and, he's wearing that My Chemical Romance yep, jacket too. Yep. Him and him and Star. I mean, the, the impression that you get and what you learn throughout the movie is Kiefer and his gang, which we'll talk about. David. They, they are. They are. <laughs> David and his gang are <laughs> David and Bill S. Preston Esquire <laughs> and their gang are full fledged vampires. They've already you know drank the blood made the first kill. Yeah. Whereas uh, Star and Laddie are still in the early phases of Vampire. So they're like turning. Vampirosis. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Vampira Nano. <laughs> uh, but they're they're still, they can be redeemed. They can be saved. So we start with Laddie. Max, who do you have for Laddie? Macaulay so, Culkin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Too young. But uh, first of all, played by Chance, Michael Corbett. Yes. He was also the newspaper boy in The Rocketeer. He was? Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, little tiny stuff, but that's what you would know him from. I'm going to go 2-0. and oh. this, is, this is one of my favorite ones. Oh, boy. It's Christian Bale as Jim from Empire uh, of the Sun. Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? Maybe. He's a fantastic actor. He was good in that, and the age would match up, too. Yeah, right? he's really, like, he's I intense. Think I, think I, think I got you. It's good. It's good. And the I, back connection. He becomes Batman later. So you could, like, come back to this. <laughs> this is, so for fan vampire theory. Vampire the vampire. Yeah, vampire. <laughs> 
That's hard to say. Batman the Vampire? Batman the Vampire. Okay. Doesn't no, seem hard to say no, to me. Yeah. No, not at all. You don't think that's good? You're it's just, good. It's uh, good. I pissed on it because I like mine a lot more. Okay. You know, I always do that. Whenever yeah. I have like a really good yeah. one, I don't even listen to you. I don't even know who you said. Who'd you say? <laughs> Christian Bale? There you go. Are you ready? Yes. You won't know who this is, but I don't really care. I'm probably mispronouncing his first name. Emil Mint. <laughs> Sounds made up. The Feral Kid from Mad Max. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Is, pretty, that is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, he also did not have um, a wildly <laughs> incredible career, um, but I, I loved him. Yeah. My, my backup might be better. His little boomerang. Yeah. Though? Oh man, I should have given you my. I should have. I should have swapped it. I think my backup's better. What is it? It's more in line with your Christian Bale. Who is it? Can I, can I change one? Sure. All right. I'm yeah. going with my backup. That I just because I, I just glanced down at it and I realized uh, I have a better one. We got Elijah Wood, kid playing uh, Wild Gunman in Back to the Future Two. I, I like the Mad Max. You one do better. because Elijah Woods got Radio Flyer. Yeah, but there's something about the feralness. You want him to be scary. As yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. and he doesn't have to say much. You flip flop too. All right, badly. fine. Go well back. then, like I'll go to the first. Who one. cares? Go uh, yeah, just we're having fun. Yeah. Just two guys yeah. having a good time. You're like, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so intense. You, you're gonna like my backup actually. Barrett Oliver, Bastion from the Neverending Story. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah. Bastion. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Although I don't know, Noah Hathaway could have done it too. Yeah, but. He's too intense. Yeah. He's, he's, intense. he's older. He's like 12. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, maybe, well, I wouldn't have slid him in. Well, I, I didn't put him as this, but he could have been We're a good Sam. I'm sorry. Mind. Moving on. All right. We're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, Max, this takes us to the vampire crew. The vampire crew. So this is a Montley crew. No pun intended. They they look like Montley. Crew. They're all. I'm going to sound like you for a second. They're all incredibly handsome. Yes. With the exception of Alex Winters. No offense. Who I love. A little goofy looking. A little goofy looking. Yeah. But the other guys are like, like super gorgeous long hair. Yeah. And yeah. And didn't do a whole lot outside of this. No, it's yeah, weird. It's super weird. But they are great in this. So yeah. I'll take it. And you know, the way they're introduced on the merry-go-round, you see them in the order that they're going to die. Ooh. Yeah. Is that cool? deep cut by yeah. Sanders? All right. I like it. Uh, so it's Brooke McCarter is who plays Paul. And I know that you haven't seen this movie yet. You have not seen Thrashing yet, have you? No. So Thrashing with Josh Brolin, yeah. rival skateboard gangs. He's, he's, in, he's in this. Yeah. yeah. So is skateboard or bike? Skateboard. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Got Th it. Thrashing skateboard for sure. Uh, there is nothing else that he's in <laughs> that I could find. But he has the all time best death. The holy water explosion. It it's is so gnarly. It is. Yeah, like yeah. the blood coming out of the sinks. You're like, where is this all coming from? So he passed away in 2015. Oh, no. Um, but he also was the one who became he met Corey Haim and became his manager. That's so cool. Which I think is very cool. Although it seems like he ruined his career probably. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yes, I think it was some rare disease that, that, that led to him passing away so early because he would have been probably around my age or maybe a little bit older, 50s. I guess. Yeah. All right. Is it downer? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to bring the room down. Max, who do you have uh, recasting for Paul, part of David's crew of vampires? You're going to hate me for this. Oh, God. Going Val Kilmer. <laughs> of course. Chris Knight, real genius. Least shocking thing ever. Tommy lifts. Great bathroom death, cheekbones, heartthrob. Can I just, can I challenge this a little bit? Okay, I have a backup. All right, let me, here's why I'm going to challenge it. I think one of the important things that we should try to do, try, <laughs> I'm not perfect at this, right? I gave you Tackleberry yeah. for playing saxophone, but is his no, I character, no, personality okay, in, uh, yeah, right. Hi, Val. Yeah, there Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Aaron Dozier. He played Roy Stalin in Better Off Dead. He's the ski. Now that's yes, better. That villain. makes more sense. He's got villain to him. Yeah, I mean like. Yeah. Yeah. He did oh. nothing else. Chris, too. Knight, Chris Knight's not a villain, right? I mean, like some could argue. No, you just you have to bring up Val Kilmer every episode. It's amazing. It's Still like it's like die. me and the Muppets take Manhattan. Yeah. I have to say it at least one time. You, you have to bring Kermit? up Val Kilmer. No, Kermit's staying off this one. Uh, all right. That's a good one. So I'll tell you who I wanted to pick. But I again, here I am once again getting getting screwed over by the fact that Point Break was not in the freaking 80s. I wanted to go Anthony Kiedis. That's really good. I thought that would have been great, but oh, was I was in anything in the 80s. Not, not in that personality that would have fit this. I'm sure he's in something, but I, I couldn't put him in there. I've got two. One of them you're going to love. Okay. One, one of them you're going to love because it's inspired by our last episode. Emilio Estevez, Maximum Overdrive. That's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like just like this, like he's got edge to him. He's not a villain, but like I could see him being a part of that crew. He could explode well. Oh, he's short. He is. If you're going <sighs> to, the height, if you're going to dig your heels on in this and tell me not to do it, Billy Zapka, Karate Kid. Yeah, Johnny. I thought that was too low hanging fruit. I I, I kind of did too, but like right. I imagine like if Zapka grew his hair out long like it was in Back to School. Yep. But he was Johnny like he was in Karate Kid. Yeah, exactly. And he's that guy. And his career was like kind of over after '86 too. Easy now. Not over, but like his big hot tub time machine. <laughs> okay, let's just relax. You love that movie so much. I really. Are do we gonna have to do movie? it at some point? Well, I mean, we got rules. <laughs> Gotta follow the rules. Uh, Max, that takes us to Dwayne, the Billy, Rock, the Rock Johnson, <laughs> Billy Worth. <laughs> 
Billy Worth, again, not a lot to his career. Yeah. Uh, beautiful long hair, though. They uh, never black mentioned- hair. Was it black, brown, <laughs> yeah. something like that? Yeah. It was Raven. Raven. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> never mentioned that his name in the movie either. No. I do love that when he died, his death. See, I thought his death was kind of cool, too. The electrocution. Yeah. Well, and the speakers and with the bow and arrow, and you miss Sucker, and he's like, only once, pal. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> so this movie took three weeks to film. And this scene took, took two, two weeks. weeks to do. That's insane. Did the rest of the movie take a week? I, is that I don't know. Let to believe? It is insane. <laughs> It is incredible if you think about the fact this movie took three weeks to film. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. So did Valley Girl. Yeah. Well, that's Valley Girl and the Lost Boys. Classics. I've watched both of those back to back. You have watched both of those back to back. I do. Yeah. Often. Often. Who you got? This is one of the ones that I think you are going to be like, oh my God, wow. I think I nailed it. I think I, not only do I think I nailed it, I think this is an oh my God, wow. Okay. Go first then. Nope. No? All right, fine. Billy Zane. Back to the Future match. Mine's he's way big, better. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Do you like Billy Zane? I, I love Billy Zane. Dude, the Phantom is one of my favorite movies. Billy Zane in Titanic. I have a child. <laughs> That's my Billy Zane impression. It's really good. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's really good. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? It's gonna be my backup. It's not Matt Dillon, The Outsiders, Dallas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's pretty right. Yeah. Come on. That's, you're you're bringing a bazooka to a to a, to to a, a knife fight. Match. I know, right? So I mean, come on. Are we allowed to do that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Come on, I'm Matt Dillon, like, Dallas. It's yeah, Dallas. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, I know. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you're jelly. You're little, super jelly. A little bit. Yeah. My backup was equally absurd. By what? the way, uh, I went for my backup. Judd Nelson, Breakfast Club, John Bender. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. I've used him before. So that's yeah, I know. Funny. I know. Yeah, you yeah. tried to move away from him, but yeah. I thought you'd love that one. What's your backup? Charlie Sheen, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, see that. You tell me I brought a bazooka. You use Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's not that great an actor. Matt no, Dillon is. Oh, yeah. Matt Dillon is a really good actor. Yeah. It'd be a little bit of a waste on that particular <laughs> yeah, yeah. role, but whatever. That's I can live with it. It's like, I choose Paul Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I might have him in here. Oh, seriously? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, we're now moving to the last of the of the trio the outside lieutenant. of Dave. The yeah, lieutenant. The, is he the lieutenant? Well, he's the second in command, right? I didn't ever get that feeling. I never got a feeling that there was a hierarchy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, did you? No, I think it's... Are you just doing one of those things where you make words up and they're not tied to anything? It's because we know him. You know <laughs> we, I mean? do know, oh, we do know yeah. him. Bill S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Um, Alexander Winter. We'll talk about that yeah. in a moment. Uh, Alex Winter, who plays the role of Marco, not Polo. And you like that little no, dad joke? No, you don't. Um... <laughs> Mine for this is also incredible. I'm looking, I, you know, I work on this all through the week. And then when I look down at my sheet and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. this is like a two in the morning. I woke up and scribbled it on a piece of paper, but this is fantastic. Well, say it out loud. I will in a minute. You try to get me to go first again. So Alex Winter, they begged him to cut his name down from Alexander to Alex that's, so that it would fit on the, on the thing. On that's, the such kiosk. A, that's such a Joel Schumacher. And he left it. Thing. If you look on it, it says Alexander. Yeah. But after that, it goes as Alex Winter. But it, it says introducing. He was already in Death Wish for three before this. Yeah. So maybe they're just like, nobody's seen this. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, we'll do it here. It's a classic Death Wish movie. Yeah. I I, uh, there there you go. Good one. Good. Shut uh, up. Do you want me to go first on this one? Yeah. I'll go first on this one. Christopher Lambert, Connor McLeod, Highlander. What? <laughs> yeah. He's too old. No, not then. Not, how old not, was he? In the first Highlander? Yeah. How old is he? I don't know. 28, 29. He, he's ageless. I'm looking it up. Fine. Look it up. He was 30 years old. You want to play a teenager? Whatever. Alex, <laughs> Alex Winters was like, well, he's 50. He was a well-established art collector at that point. Remember? <laughs> like he was like an adult. Whatever. He wasn't a teenager. Fine, fine. I'll give you my backup. Okay. My backup's even better. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes Back. No. Yes. No. Yeah, no, think about it. That he kind just pulls of out a lightsaber. Yeah, no, no, like think about like the the dark side that's in him. Like Alex Winter in this movie. That's right? impossible. Marco Marco's like very playful. He's always smiling and smirking. Yeah. There's like a little bit so this is just Luke went a little bit to the dark side and there's your Mark Hamill. That's I just who I like replace this. Him with. I have disdain for God, these two. Fine. What's yours? You haven't seen you this You me go first. That's yeah. why this backfired. <laughs> so uh, Mickey Rourke, the motorcycle boy in Rumblefish. I have not seen Rumblefish. I mean, great movie. It's yeah. Francis Ford Coppola and Matt Dillon basically playing the outsiders role again. Yeah, nice. But Mickey Rourke's the older brother who comes back from out of town and he kind of has this quiet swagger to him. He's got that whispering kind of vibe to him. Yeah. He's fun. He's playful. All right. You don't like Mickey Rourke? I- I can't respond to this because I haven't seen the movie. So you have but to make just work in general. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, thought, I, I thought he was, I logged him in uh, Iron Man. <laughs> That's a very different Mickey. Right? No, I liked him in Iron Man. My backup. I can't believe you didn't pick Josh Brolin brand. The Goonies. Yeah. So I thought about that. Yeah. I, the, the problem is the guy, like trying to find like the dark side of Brolin. Like it's Thanos. Well, no, today. Okay. See, you're cheating. It doesn't work that way. He can, he has a dark side. No, he doesn't have a dark side. And maybe Thanos was right. He's, <laughs> he's the bully in uh Wolf of, not Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, uh, Wall Street too. Yeah, are you done? Good, good work, Max. Uh, before we hop into our next one, now is a perfect time for us to take a Lost Boys 
ad break. Thou shalt take an ad break and listen to the sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all natural. It's okay. Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, Try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man, and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is It's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. And we're back. Woo! Woo! Um, that takes us to Star. Big crush on Jamie Kurtz. Really? Yeah. I uh, like what, that. what else did you like her in? Uh, Less than Zero. Yeah. She's awesome in that. Yeah. I, There's something about her. I don't know, man. She's di- she, she doesn't do it for me. I, I enjoyed recasting her because I felt like it was actually easy wow. to recast her. Yeah. She's, wasn't? she's Diet Coke, Terry Hatcher. Can't yeah. get Terry Hatcher, get Jamie Kurtz. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, well, go, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Who do you got, Max? Who do you got for your love? So... I had one, and this was like more kind of strategic, but I'm mm-hmm. going with my heart. I'm going Julia Roberts, Daisy, and Mystic Pizza. Really? She's gorgeous. Yeah. Great actress. And also, I mean, the love triangle. You know she almost married Kiefer Sutherland yeah, yeah. and Jason yeah. Patrick stole her. I do, yep. <laughs> so I, I do didn't know love that. that. Yeah, yeah. She's got the fiery kind of curls in her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Expressive some, face. Something yeah. mysterious about her. Yeah. Like, that's a girl I'd follow through a crowd. That's a girl I'd follow through. That is, we're going to, no, like that's, that on, that's, that. on the Max Sand, uh, that's on the Max Sanders criminal highlight tape that I'm putting together. That's a girl who's bath water I drink <laughs> Jesus X that's great oh man okay go wait do you want me to say my backup or no no uh, oh, no wait. don't your backup might be mine um I've got two that I really like Robin Wright the princess from the princess bride too nice really yeah even with the even with the from peasant boy oh yeah, yeah. I died that day yeah uh, okay yeah, yeah. She, she's got a little bit of that. I don't know she's got that stoic kind of I've had both All right, I'll give you my other one I'll give you my other one Jennifer Conley Sarah the labyrinth <laughs> <laughs> I hate Sarah why why do you hate she's Sarah such a child. oh we've talked about this like you think it's like the worst performance ever it's, I hate you I love Jennifer Conley yeah yeah hate She'd that be performance great. All right, stop it <laughs> that's all I got I, I think both of them would be fantastic <laughs> Mia Sarah as Lily oh Legend. yeah no no no, no. You Sloan Peterson. No, because yeah. like paramor- paranormal and terrifying stuff. No, no, no. Sloan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> Sloan Peterson. Sloan Peterson. Mind your P's and Q's, Max. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, all right, Max. Are you ready for the next one? Big one. This Alan Frog. The most important character in the movie. Jameson Newlander. That's a rough name. Um, this is his first movie. Uh, yeah, I, been his I've got nothing on him. Yeah. Uh, he didn't seem to have much of a career outside of this. Although he's- Lost Boy sequels he's in. He is, in, I was just about to say he was in the sequels. Uh, who do you have for Jameson Newlander, a.k.a. Alan Frog, 50% of the Frog Brothers? So you need someone kind of arrogant, kind of smart mouthy. I went Jason Presson who played Darren Woods in Explorers. That's good. Yeah, right? I like Explorers. Attitude, wrong side of the tracks. He looks like a mini Bruce Springsteen. I, uh, God, that's really good. I really like mine on this one, but that's really good. By the way, The Explorers is another movie where I constantly find myself telling people about it. They're like, what movie are you talking about? I didn't know it existed. Oh, You see young Ethan Hawke, it's like a mind-bending thing. All of those movies that had the well, the last hours goon, garbage. The goon, I know it is. It really <laughs> those is. Aliens, you're like, no. And, and you you're know, like, it. Did you ever? Did, how'd you feel about Contact? I love Contact. I loved Contact, except for when like the aliens are dead. Like, like spoiler show, alert. Show yeah. it to me. Like, I, like so that to me is the same type of thing. Like, there are so many of these movies where it just feels like they threw the yeah. towel in on the last hour. Of well, it. you know who the dad is though. It's the basketball player from Inside Inside Moves. Moves yeah. Richard Dahl, our our Richard hidden Donner. gem, food, our yeah. hidden gem movie that we found. That yeah, we love. so yeah, connection. Yeah. All right, there you go. I really like mine. I don't have a backup. 
I'm going to let you say your backup because there's no way you picked this. Anthony Rapp, who plays Daryl in Adventures in Babysitting. That's really good. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Wow. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah. Y'all good. ready for this? Way to stop. Sorry. Serious momentum. Ryan Lambert. You know who that is? No. Is he related to Christopher Lambert? No. That'd be great. Christopher Lambert's niece or uncle. Yeah, there you go. Nanu, nanu. Rudy. From what? You don't know the name the movie, of Rudy? Rudy? How about Rudy from Monster Squad? Oh, yeah. L- lights the, the match on his shoe, protects you know, Horace. You know what I'm funny? I looked up, I tried to find who that was, and I got lazy, and I couldn't find him. But you were thinking of him, yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. You are lazy. <laughs> was um, he in anything else? Kids Incorporated. Do you ever watch Kids Incorporated? I don't even know what that so is. There's some weird show that was like, uh, it was kids like. Kids in the Hall kind of thing? No. It, it, I remember the song. I just don't remember what it's about. Uh, kids Incorporated. K I D S. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> it's something or other. We're kids. All right. Whatever. Make it up. Um, <laughs> he was in Kids Incorporated. The uh, leather jacket, the silver bullet. The yeah, yeah. 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 That's I thought it'd be good. Uh, all right. Edgar Frog. Big one. The other half. You know, it's interesting Corey because. Feldman. Right. So Feldman at this time had already done Goonies. Yeah. And it's interesting because Haim auditioned for Goonies as well. And I think it's funny that they gave the roles the way they did because this is significantly the lesser role. I think he was grossly underutilized in this movie. I think he likes being a tough guy. I don't I mean, know. Look at him in the bird. But he barely did anything in this movie. Like, I mean, he's look memor- at look, He's memorable. He is, but look how he listed him. I mean, he's like fifth, sixth down the, the, the line. And at this time, he'd already done Gremlins. He, he'd done Goonies. He's more memorable than Sam, though. Yeah. 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 I look hot. Sometimes take, you take the joker hey, role. Hot take, hot take outside of license to drive. I don't Corey Haim has never like really impressed me. Feldman's always been the better. What you didn't, you were the biggest Lucas. Lucas, Lucas, of, Lucas of all, all time. I Lucas, you're right. I do love Lucas. That's unbelievable. All right. I hate Lucas. I know. Why do you bugs. hate Lucas? There's bugs. There's lots of bugs. Well, okay. So I, I even Jeremy left. Jeremy doesn't have hair. Corey Feldman's got Gremlins, Goonies, and Stand By Me under his belt before he does this. Yep. That's that's prolific. Yeah, so he's taking the roles he wants. All right. Because right. he just imitated Sly Stallone. And Schumacher told him, he's like, watch Stallone and Chuck Norris movies. And he took that literally. That's fantastic. Well, he does Lost Boys. Then he does License to Drive, Burbs, and Dream a Little Dream. He's great in Burbs. <laughs> yeah. The Burbs. Yeah. Duh, Burbs. Max, who do you have for Edgar Frog? Slow hanging fruit, but Ralph Macchio. Really? <laughs> Daniel LaRusso. Really? Yeah, karate Kid. The Jersey tough, like, hey, I'm walking here. That I kind mean, of he's thing. He's not tough, though. He's a he's whiny. Well, and... that, no, no, that's the thing, though. It's going against someone who's much bigger than you yeah. and still having the confidence that you can do it and that you belong there. All right. All you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. 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 Insurmountable odds. All right. All Both right. motorcycle gangs. How about River Phoenix as Chris Chambers from Stand By Me? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. I'll even her. throw in a little bit of the Explorers, Wolfgang Mueller. No. Yeah, a little bit of both. He's not nerdy though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's a little bit of like the the confidence of uh, in it and mix. I mean, I, my initial again. I, I told River you. Phoenix, I'm never gonna argue against River Phoenix. I, I can't. Yeah, it's <laughs> so not that, fair. That's, that's you know what, me. I know. That's why it was my pick. River and Val. You can't do it. All right, let's get to the next character. Sam, played by Corey Haim. Sam is the little brother of Michael. Uh, he's the the innocence he's, of the film. He's fun in this movie. He's very fun in this yeah. movie. When he's in the tub just singing. Yeah. <laughs> and his relationship with his dog. And I like a, that. Good screamer. He's good. Nanook. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for. That. I just like to say Nanook. He's got a good tone of scream in his voice. Like his voice is it's imp- cracking. It's yeah. like that like puberty, puberty cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Where it's like I follow I follow him through a crowd of people. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that weird? <laughs> no. Is that weird? No, go ahead. We'll try it out Stop later. Stop it. <laughs> but like he makes this fun and campy. Like he's the avatar you're following. Lucas, Lost Boys, License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. I'll go first on this one. My pick for this was easy. Okay. Sean Austin, Mikey, the Goonies. Yeah, that's an easy pick. Yeah. yeah. I went low. This is my Ralph Macchio. I, I was trying to think like who would be, you, know, you think Sean Austin, you think the Goonies, this character that like believes and all this mysterious stuff is going on around him. He'd be good in the comic shop too. In the yes. Confidence. Excellent. Yeah. Comic excellent. shop is great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What do you got? I went a little obscure. I did Fred Savage, Corey Woods from The Wizard. Really? Yeah. Not Little Monsters. No, I haven't seen Little Monsters. How have you not seen Little Monsters yet? Because Sam described it to us. On That's the last true. Episode. Sam basically read the whole episode <laughs> to us. That's funny. Wild Adventures plays well in chaos. Deals with people his own age. Can we talk about the Wizard. It's such a good movie. Let's let's put that on our list. Make, okay. it, make a note. We're yeah. gonna have to have a little. That's a one for us. That's a one for us. It's so much fun. And uh, Semi and Angel is in that too. Yeah. <sighs> right. Now. And also Fred McRae, the big dude from God. What's the movie? Batters Not Included is in it too. Oh, as yeah. a truck driver. Yep. Yep. But uh, I don't know. Oh, just Fred Savage has the same tone of voice. Remember I was talking about like screaming and kind of being chaotic. Like, yeah. Fred Savage has that. So, you know, the other Fred Savage that would fit well, have you seen Vice Versa yet? 
No. Okay. That's what Judge, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of a little bit in that as well. Same. No, it's a good pick. I yeah. like you. Know, I'm a Fred Savage fan. Yeah. Yeah. You look like him. You got a lot of yeahs going on. Look, when I, 25 years ago, I looked like him. You still look like I him. I think it's so nice of you to say. <laughs> He'd be offended. I'm not. I'm uh, backup. Uh, I didn't have a bit. This is one of the ones I didn't have a backup. I had a wild backup. I thought Jerry O'Connell, Vern, stand by me. <laughs> Just a little butterball. Just running around. No, I picture not. the German kid from The Simpsons. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, stop. I'm full <laughs> of chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uter? It's not, yeah. it's not Uter. Is it Uter? I don't know. My name is Uter and I'm full of chocolate. It's not Uter though. Oh God. All right. That's going to drive me nuts. That's great. Uh, all right. Let's move to grandpa. I you think grandpa high. I did. I think grandpa is one of the best roles. He's really good. He's great in this. Uh, played by Barnard Hughes. Um, you know what movie he was in that I really liked? Tron? No. Yes. He was in he's, Tron. He's Dumont with a giant thing. Did you see Doc Hollywood? With Michael J. Fox. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's not in the 80s. But yeah, yeah, it's he, like 91. He plays the old small town doctor that's like retiring and that Michael J. Fox works under. And yeah, yeah. He's great. He's great. In great it. car on that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Boy, I've got a good one. I've got a couple good ones for this. Uh, But actually, that's a lie. Old Coot Energy. I've only got one. I've only got one for this. Okay. And it's not Wilford Brimley. If you say Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. I, I should have done Rodney Dangerfield. Up. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is the murder capital of the world. <laughs> he takes over your movie, though. Do he you does. Know, you can't have him. He's in. too much, too yeah, much, yeah. too much. Uh, who do you have for grandpa? Speaking of too much, I went overboard. <laughs> um, I said uh, Lloyd Bridges as Steve McCrorkey from Airplane. Wow. <laughs> I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Can you imagine yeah. him saying that? He'd be out of control. He'd be like, yeah, he'd be out of control. Although I do love Lloyd Bridges, but he, yeah, he'd be With the faking dad, he'd be like, no, I really was dead. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Why not just do Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. Because same movie, Airplane. Yeah. But there you go. Don't call me Shirley. I've got... Uh, Brian Denny. Jason Roberts. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> he is Frank from Parenthood. Steve Martin's father. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, he was also uh, in Dream a Little Dream, Colin Edinger, the guy who yeah, does the was. little like tai, the tai Chi stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I thought he would be good. He's a little too curmudgeon He know? is curmudgeon. This guy was great. Yeah. Barnard. Barnard. <laughs> Barnard. I can't speak, uh, but I like them. He was good in this. Yeah, it makes me want to have a root beer. Uh, Max, we're on Max. Yeah. This is a big one. Ed Herman. So Ed Herman plays Max, and Max is the head vampire, spoiler yep. alert, and uh, the romantic interest of Lucy, and plays it pretty solid the whole movie. Like, you kind of get glimpses of it. And Although it doesn't make sense when he's freaked out going down the pathway, and he sees the, like, bat kite, and he's looking around like he would be afraid of vampires. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe he was just looking around because he was freaked out because someone was on his property. He's a, he's a vampire. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's not freaked out by stuff. There's theories that he's Dracula's older brother. Oh. Yeah. Well, Apparently, in the new uh, Lost Boys movies. Oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't know that. But <laughs> he's great in uh, Overboard too, as Grant as Grant Stanton. Yeah, well, he also played uh, FDR in Annie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His best role though is Mr. Rich and Richie Rich, yeah. which is one of my favorite movies of oh, all yeah. time. Yeah, not in the eighties, but I know. Thanks for disrespecting. You have the show. your own McDonald's. No, disrespect the show again. This is the one that I think is my best pick of all of them. Who is it? Uh, maybe tied for my best pick, but it's close. I'll go first on this. David one. Bowie, Labyrinth. No, I have a couple. But I'll give you my best one first. John Lithgow, Sam Burns, Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment? I couldn't go with Footloose because I didn't no think... Bonsai. Hold on, hold on. I'll give you the why. I went with Terms of Endearment because he's kind and he's nice and he's helping out the smother in line when they're getting groceries and he's developing this relationship. And if you all of a sudden turn that and he became like another awful boyfriend just like what's his face did uh who's the flip? husband flip yeah. yeah if he turned into poor jeff daniels like the <laughs> most painful memory of my life is that he was awful but it wouldn't have shocked me it would have been more of like a statement of how bad she was at picking men and like he was almost too nice and too understanding and too kind oh let me pay for your groceries you don't have any money that like that character he wanted a date her i know but that character is like but the same with max max wanted to have a wife yeah harry and the henderson's was better i think oh no 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 because no. he has like the whole range of emotions yeah but no 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 <laughs> But, uh, what about, uh, oh, you haven't seen Blowout. I have not seen Blowout. He's a deranged CIA operative. Who takes that would have been good, far. too. You want to know who my backup is? Who? Well, I don't want to say yours. My backup might be yours. It's not. Are you sure? Yeah. Donald Sutherland. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. Lockup. Well, he's Warden Drumgold. Yeah. When he was the warden. And then, I just got to tell you this. Again, not an 80s movie. But if when we're making our exemption list of movies that we're going to cover, we've already talked about two of them for sure. Silence of the Lambs and Point Break. The other one I would throw I on there. Machine too. Oh, yeah. The other one I have to put on there backdraft his scene in backdraft when he when uh i haven't seen it oh god <laughs> i'll watch it tonight i'm gonna shut up you just gotta go tonight and watch backdraft yeah his scene when he's on you've the parole quote, board you've quoted it before oh yeah, yeah that's, that, not that's, that's not fair that's not, no, that's not fair oh. that's not fair okay what do you like to do to little girls burn them oh my 
Yeah. Okay. You got to watch Backdraft. Yeah. It's he looks startled. Movie, right? He looks startled. Well, burning them. little girls is not part well, He doesn't of actually film. burn them in the movie. Okay. He's just crazy. He's a pyro. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I rattled your cage. Okay. Anyways, who do you got? Ted Danson. Three Men and a Baby. Really? Yeah. yeah. With a dash of Peter Lowenstein from Body Heat. Yeah. Because Ted Danson. I see. I can't take him. Because of Cheers, I just can't take him as like an evil person. Oh, middle-aged handsome. Splash of mischief. And he can do physical comedy. Did you miss out by not going with Tom Selleck instead? Ooh, that's a good one. He's too imposing. No, there's a movie he's in. That, it's like a cop movie with like these little robots that blow up in the 80s. Seriously? I can't think of what yeah, yeah. it's absurd. No, there's something to think about. Something yeah. to mull over. All right, who's your backup? Albert Brooks, Broadcast News. He's yeah. goofy and fun. And he can play evil, too. Have you seen Drive? Yes, yeah. I've seen Drive. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. I'll, t- I'll take that under consideration. Yeah. You know who else could have done it? Uh, Paul Reiser as Burke. I thought, I thought about that, but we've used him before. We have used him before, yeah. but he could have been good. Yeah. He could have been a nice one. All right, Max, we are down to our final three. You put Lucy high. Lucy, David, and Michael. We'll start with Lucy. This is the toughest one because you and I have talked about this. Like Diane Weiss Diane is the queen. She's the ultimate 80s movie mom. And you know what's kind of wild about this is that she was in Footloose before this. Yep. And she feels in Footloose 20 years older than she does in Lost Boys. Yeah, you're right. Because she's more free. She's more hippie-dippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was wild. Um, I've, I, Who do you have? This is a tough one. I've got a really obscure one that I don't know that you've seen the movie, but go ahead. You first. Mine's a little obscure, too, because this one took some diving where you're like, what do I do? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Melinda Dillon, uh, Nancy Henderson from Harry and the Hendersons. All right. Because calming presence, loves her kids, can well, be you're, flirtatious. You're on a little bit of a Harry and Henderson's uh, trip here, aren't you? Well, I mean... I feel like she centers the movie. Yeah, I agree. But mine is even more obscure than Harry and the Hendersons. Is this your, is this the big bat? It's good. It's just good. Just, it's just good. That's is all you need the, to know. Bring your recasting you know what? to work day. Un- un- unrelated. Give me a little Goldblum. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> so random. Have you ever seen a little film called Poltergeist? Yes, it freaked me out. Yeah. Joe Beth, the actress is Joe Beth Williams. Diane Freeling, the mom. That's who I picked to replace Lucy. Interesting. Well, I thought like this horrific situation and she obviously doesn't make the best decisions. She's willing to allow (laughs) to live on this Indian burial ground and it's all right, you know, and, but like she saves the kids and she, I I don't know. I just, there's something about her character in that where I was like, this is equally as ridiculous as Lucy just being okay dating a vampire. I mean, she wasn't okay dating (laughs) a vampire. You understand. Would she have the short haircut too or? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, so. Diane Weiss can only, there's the only one who can pull that haircut off. Well, that's not true. Who else? Sigourney Weaver. She can go hit short hair for sure. When does she got short hair? I don't know, but she can pull it off. Demi Moore can. Elizabeth Shue could. No, she can. She She can do whatever she wants. Oh, okay. By the way, the the best thing ever, you posted like an Elizabeth Shue thing for her birthday, maybe. It hits so hard at every I know. And like, I saw a hashtag I'd never seen before, shoe fetish, (laughs) but spelled like S-H-U-E. I was like, this is incredible. I got to follow that. Uh, Don't don't do the S-O-S-H-O-E one though. It's very different. I wouldn't go that direction. Um, So anyways, Diane Freeling in this movie played by Joe Beth Williams. She's also in the other Poltergeist movies, uh, The Big Chill. And here's the other thing too. I don't talk a lot about this movie because we don't talk about 90s movies. I might be even the 2000s. You ever seen Dutch? Dutch? No, it sounds like Fletch, but like a bad uh, version. Ed O'Neill, Married with Children. I like Ed O'Neill. Okay, so she, she plays the mom in this and basically Ed O'Neill is dating this woman and has to pick up her bratty son from school and they have like a, you know, buddy, buddy flick. Yeah, one day adventure thing. Okay. It's a good movie. It's yeah, good. it sounds like, like it. one fine day. Yeah, there you go. Excellent. Uh, that takes us to David. Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland. This is... The most important role of the movie. Stand by me. So I, I think it was the Confused Breakfast podcast. They had a, oh, they, they, a, had a that, they had a TikTok that Ace became that, yeah that Ace <laughs> from Stand by Me is actually David from Lost Boys, it which is why it's wild. So obvious. He went to a club one night and just got bit, and, and now he's been terrorizing people, driving people off the road. Playing he's the chicken. same character. He's yeah. definitely the same character. Young Guns, Lost Boys, Stand by Me. Young Guns, he's nice. He is not in the eighties, but have you seen Flatliners? No, I need to. You need to add that. You're like backdrafting Flatliners. I'm getting you into the nineties. That's 90s. a Schumacher movie too. You risky. know that? I do. Yeah, I am aware, which makes sense because these guys meet people, they work with them, and they take them with them. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim Carrey was considered for this role. Oh, he would have been so bad <laughs> because of Once Bitten. Yeah, but yeah. he would have been so bad. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> Shocker, he doesn't die in the end. Those are antler horns. Oh, that's right. I read something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in the other movies too. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. But not as him. It's his brother from some other <laughs> Angus. mother. Angus. Angus. <laughs> Max, who do you have for replacing the infamous David? 
Kiefer Sutherland. This was hard because this is an iconic role. Who else is going to pull off that mullet? I went Christian Slater, JD and Heathers. That's a solid pick. Unwavering confidence. Just, I, I like Christian Slater. He's he's great in Heathers. Uh, the other thing too about Christian Slater is that, what's that movie? Very Bad Things. Like, I he, he's, I mean, I know it's not in the 80s, but he's he's got devil in his eyes. Like, he can get away with a lot. And also leads an innocent to the brink of the dark side oh, in Heathers. Yeah, very similar. Because yeah, right. he's funny. You're not, you're not supposed to like him, but you like him. My pick will be your favorite of all of my picks. Okay. For are, sure. Are you doing the obvious one? I don't know if it's the obvious one, but it'll be your favorite. Pretty in Pink, Steph, James Spader. Ah, oh, that was my backup. It's, dude, come on. It's, it's perfect. such a layup. It's perfect. He's so evil. That was the obvious one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was the obvious one. I have another one that I really like too, which is Roy Batty, Blade Runner, uh, Ruger Hauer. He's too old. Ah, uh, he's pretty young in Blade Runner. He's like 30 again. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but Steph is the perfect character for Steph that. is good. The Steph hair, is really good. Yeah. the confidence. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time you say the hair, I think of Moana. The looks, the hair, the bod. <laughs> what can I say? Except you're welcome. Have you seen Moana? Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Spader just plays evil so well. He does. Uh, that contempt. These are good picks. Max, we are ready to tackle our last character. Probably not the best performance, though. You Michael's know, pretty terrible. I know, and I, it's funny, too, because like I put Michael's the number one because I think he's the most important character and gets the most face time, but not the best performance. No, not at all. Jason Patrick, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's, he's great in that movie. God. What else is he in? He's actually doing stuff now. He's like Law and Order, maybe. Well, he's or... in Speed 2, Cruise Control, with William <laughs> Defoe. What's that movie? You know, where the bus has to go 80 <laughs> miles an hour? Fast bus? No, no, no. The it's, bus that it's, could it's, slow down. <laughs> ah! Well, this one was a boat. But also uh, The Rejects, or what is it called? It's it's some action movie with Idris Alba and Chris Evans. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. He plays the evil guy. Sure. He's awesome. Sure. Why oh, not? my God. Yes, the losers. Oh, all right. All right. There you Have go. you seen it? I've not. There's a scene where Chris Evans' finger gun kills people while mouthing out uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. <laughs> That's worth just yeah, seeing that. Yeah, I'll send you the scene. Please do. <laughs> all right. Max, to finish things out with Michael. Say Michael a few more times. Michael. Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. You know what's said 118 times in this movie? I do know that. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sad puppy. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got replacing the lead male protagonist? So you need someone, ta a tad wooden. Do we know? need someone wooden? Yeah. Like the craziest half. Should pick like Woody from <laughs> Toy Story? <laughs> Woody Johnson, the new Woody new Johnson. Jet. There you go. Jets owner. Okay. Uh, I went Michael Schofling, uh, Jake Ryan from 16 Candles. Oh, that's pretty good. Just a big hunk of man. You know. Not much to him. Jake Ryan, the bow hunk. I don't know, man. I, I, I get why you're saying it, but like, I wanted to advance the role a little bit because to your point. I, no, thought, I went lowest common denominator. You did. You're like, I'm just going to match him up and put a guy in there who did the same thing. I went uh, Johnny Depp as Glenn from Nightmare on Elm Street. I almost had that one. Yeah. Because I felt like. It was early enough in his career where there was a little bit of the stiffness, but like you could still see Johnny Depp there and it was, it was good and it was fun. And I think when he's he would faking with his mom. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I thought that would be good. Um, the other, I was thinking about platoon, like Johnny Depp and platoon is fantastic. That's so, a pretty good one too. Yeah. yeah so there you go. We also Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe would have been nice. Yeah. From St. Almost Fire. Billy Hicks. Know, he's in a bunch of movies. It's it could have been from uh, the hockey movie. Young Blood. Young Blood. That would be good too, actually. Actually, that would have worked as Young Blood. That's the best one. Love Young Blood. You do love Young Blood. So we wrap this up. Oh, and Blood. Uh, Lost Boys. Blood. Uh, <laughs> if his name is Blood. Calm down. Tonight, you need to watch. Vampy McBlutherson. You need to watch Backdraft. Flatliners. Flatliners. And, uh-oh. We'll have to go back and check the tape. I don't remember the third one. There's a third one. Well, you got to watch Blowout. I do have to watch Blowout. We we've done it again, and that puts and us. Britney Spears. We've, she's free. Oops. Jesus. What? She is. I know, Max. We play that song in the bar every night now at the end because the bar where scores are kept. Stop it. That's too much. <laughs> sorry, that sorry, sorry. Well, no, no, we won't. All right, Max. We wrapped it up. That means it's time for us to go into my favorite part of the show. Other than when I get to mute you at the beginning and do the intro, this is my second favorite part of the show, and it is the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is for Brit. Her Instagram handle is Hello Miss McFly. That's Hello M I S S M C F L Y. What a great name. Her bio line it's a really tells good you everything you need to know about Brit. 
five foot one lady that loves cats, coffee, and eighties movies. Winner. And she, she's wearing a ducky shirt. Her yeah, picture. She she looks young, so I'm kind of surprised that she's as much of a diehard eighties fan as she is. But she is All a diehard. Man. I know she she knows her stuff inside out. She's a fan of the show. She comments on a lot of our stuff and connects with us all the time on Instagram. And I am really interested to see what her pick is because she loves, I mean, loves, loves, loves the Lost Boys. Who doesn't? Right? So let's see what she has to say. Hello, this is Britt from Hello, Miss McFly. And first of all, I just want to say that I love the Lost Boys. I think it is such a fun movie and so entertaining and creepy, which I love. And it is such a fantastic movie all year round, but it's an especially wonderful Halloween movie. And when I was thinking about different actors from the 80s that I would want to recast in The Lost Boys, an actor that came to my mind for the role of Max was Bruce Willis. And I think Bruce Willis would be such a hilarious and interesting choice because he has this element of mystery to him and he would use his humor and it would just be so funny and I think it would have this just like this weird energy and interaction but it would be really entertaining to watch as well I'm really curious to hear what you guys think of that Great Scott, Max. <laughs> That's really good. That's, I would have never thought of that. That's really, years. really good. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Because Bruce be perfect. has the aggression at the end. He it, can flip the switch. It's perfect. It's. It, I'm thinking like Bruce Willis and the Expendables. Like yeah. that Like that kind of Bruce Willis. And McLean being like the professional, I want to save everybody, or being angry. Going to, with Santa, go to Santa Clara. <laughs> visit some friends. Kill some vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Although he wouldn't be killing the vampires, he'd be killing the innocents. Yeah, kill a few people. Kill a few people. <laughs> Date Diane Weiss. You have a good Bruce Willis. Uh, that's not today. We'll see what it is tomorrow. Uh, Max, with that, we are finito. We'll follow, like, subscribe God, to the podcast. What am, I, what am I thinking? Yeah. Dude, we had the cra- I messed up last time. We had a crazy crazy spike all of a sudden we had like 40 percent more people listening so people like the guiltier pleasures i'll tell you what if you're listening um i know every week we end the show the same way and we're like oh follow so like truthfully if you really like the show the best thing you can do for us is even above and beyond following and subscribing tell your friends about it you know spread the word we're really proud of the fact that when people listen to our podcast they, they stay on and they listen to all the episodes and they don't bail so for us we just want to get the spread the word because nothing would make max and i happier than being the next joe rogan and just writing checks and buying up paraphernalia from 80s movies. Elk blood, stuff like that. Elk blood. It's a great <laughs> idea. And also we just hit 10,000 Instagram followers. We did. Great work. That's all you, buddy. You are our social media master. Great work. You tell me stuff and then I tone it in. Well, I mostly yell at you and criticize you, but you deal with it well and you seem to be doing good. So <laughs> it's working out well. Um, on the there you go. Perfect. I have nothing else to add to this recasting. The Lost Boys has been recasted. Join us next week and every week after, but in particular in October as we continue down the scare path. Spoon. Podcasting. I'm not scared yet. And Caleb, I know you hate the Lost Boys, <laughs> and you've probably grinded your teeth through this whole episode, but we still love you. Yeah, kind of. Maybe. All right, Max. I'll see you next week. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.